0: That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: This episode is brought to you by the Sexton Single Malt Iris Whiskey, the best-selling Irish single malt in the U.S. The Sexton is an unexpected modern malt for the everyman, rich in hue, approachable in taste, and memorable in character. Learn more at thesexton.com.
2: I'm HRN's Executive Director, Katie Mosman-Wadler, with a preview of this week's episode of Meat and 3, HRN's weekly food news roundup. This week, we're celebrating pride. We speak to the bakers who created a custom wedding cake for Charlie Craig and David Mullins, the couple behind the Masterpiece Cake Shop Supreme Court case. We felt that what happened to Charlie and David was an absolute injustice. Kat Johnson addresses the controversy surrounding Anthony Porosky, Queer Eye's food and wine expert.
3: Many viewers thought these recipes were unsophisticated.
2: And finally, Hannah Forden speaks with nutrition educator Leah Kurtz about the relationship between veganism and queer identity. It's an interesting way in which food can challenge invisible value systems even greater than sexuality does. Listen to Meat and 3, that's M-E-A-T plus sign T-H-R-E-E, this week. And celebrate pride with HRN. Available on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and your favorite listening apps.
4: Hello and welcome to Snacky Tunes. I'm one half your host, Darren Bresnitz. I'm the other half your host, Greg Bresnitz, coming to you live from Los Angeles. So happy you're here. So excited that Josephine could see you. It's really good. I brought her some New York pizza for her to chow down on. Awesome. She will be adding that to the stuff she picked up at the Hollywood Farmer's Market this week. Peaches, watermelons. Plums, those are in season. Uh, She's got a really good eye for that produce. No hand motor skills yet, though. No. It's more just like a point and cry. But you can see the way she haggles with the vendors. It's like she's been there for years. We are super excited sitting down with festival director over at Golden Voice, Nick Adler, coming back to the tunes to talk about this year's Arroyo Seco in its second year, and then to do a recap of Eat Drink Vegan, which was uh, kicking off its ninth year just a couple weeks ago. Uh, Nick talks about the bands that are playing, his goals to make just not just the best food festival, but the best festival, period. Um, and not to make it just, again, a great vegan festival, but to make it the best food festival period it's awesome a lot of fun some tips some insights little teases for uh next week's festival then we dip into our archives with one of our favorite musical acts psychic twin to play you some songs from brooklyn awesome we'll sit back get ready enjoy have a beer eat some pizza watson world cup watson world cup it's snacky tunes here on heritage radio network.org
3: we talk about food we talk about music
5: The Bulls Snacky Tunes
3: If we want this, we gotta find out Like a mountain, we have to break down On the other hand, we can hide
4: Welcome to Snacky Tunes. I'm one half your host, Darren Bresnitz. We are so happy to have Nick Adler back to the show, festival director at Golden Voice, and one of the founder creators of Edric Vegan and Roy Oseco. Welcome back to the tunes.
6: I feel like I'm at home.
4: I know man. It feels great. I got my coffee, I got my LaCroix. Good. I feel like I, I'm settling in. Uh was getting very jealous of the outdoor workspace. Uh,
6: I don't know if we've, I don't find myself there very often, but it it looks great. It looks
4: great. Um, And I had the same thought. I feel like that's one of those things where uh, like every January 1st someone goes, I'm going to make a resolution to to sit outside and work more. And then I
6: usually (laughs) notice the gym and that area are busy at the same time. Yeah. Right before summer, uh, right after New Year's. Oh my God.
4: (laughs) Nothing like trying to find parking on January 2nd, you know? (laughs) God, this is my year. Um, so, congratulations. Ninth year of Eat, Drink, Vegan yep. in the bag. Yep. In the vegan bag. Mm-hmm. Um, how was it this year? How'd it go?
6: Uh, this year was a, a a growth year for us. And I don't know if you know that when planning. I mean, you kind of start to put things together and you're like, whoa, that number is a lot bigger than we've ever done. Or that number or those. We have more food vendors. Okay. Yeah. Right. Or even things like uh, the tent order, you know, or <laughs> yeah. just how we find out where we are. are you, you have a good tent guy? Yeah, we have a good tent guy.
4: You got to have a good tent guy for festivals.
6: Yeah. There, were, uh, there, were, um, there was, I think there was something like uh, three quarters of a mile of tent. Man, for that festival, that's good. Yeah,
4: gotta I mean, get gotta get that mile though. Next one year you'll get that mile. Oh, so. that's too
6: much growth. <laughs> um, you know, and 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 growth is interesting. You um, you need to. You usually end up stumbling a little bit when you grow something, or you go through that year. And and this year we had a little pushback from the vendors because I think they felt like there was. There was too many options and you know i'm trying to battle on the other side as i'm trying to worry about the festival goer
4: and the line situation
6: yeah and i want to make sure that you you are going to spend this money and a lot of food festivals um have a similar problem is that you go to a food festival or you go to a taste of something and you stand in line and half of your experience of actually going to this is 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 waiting for your food and and so i don't particularly like that i also don't like the idea of tastes because you wait 15 minutes to get a taste then you get in another line to get another taste no you
4: want a meal yeah you want a meal what's uh what's a good ratio of uh how many vendors per or i guess it's the other way around because you're gonna have more attendees per vendor
6: yeah i there's actual some solid math on it and You know that I will not divulge because I I think it's proprietary. proprietary Off the record, sorry guys. Equation. Um, uh, You have to balance it in two ways. So the reason why I brought up the vendor and the festival goer is that they both need to be happy. So it, it, it does me no good to just have a happy festival goer and a bunch of angry vendors nope. um, because they won't come back next year or they'll fight me on pricing or all the different things that make it up. And then the same thing goes on the other side. If the vendors end up waiting in, time, in line, um, that's not a good experience either. We, we had pretty close to the right um, balance. Um, um, we had 10,000 people there. Amazing. Um, and they're not by any means all vegan. Yeah. Um,
4: No, and it doesn't have to be. I mean, especially, look, it's summertime. Get that summertime bod, you know?
6: Well, definitely, if you look at some of the food pictures, there's... No. The the, the bods aren't coming out. (laughs) You know, I
4: remember uh, back in college, uh, one of my friends was a vegetarian, and we would go get sandwiches, and I would get, like, turkey and, like, vegetables, things like that. And I was like, oh, this person's so healthy because they're vegetarian. And they would get like a nine slice cheese sandwich. <laughs> so- and I went, oh, it's not same, same.
6: Right. No, it's not. It's, uh, it, vegan can definitely be a ha- healthy lifestyle, but just like any food or any diet that you have, um, you could, you could go the other direction. So, um, and now,
4: but- you know, with 10,000 people, I mean, you guys have definitely, you know, nine years in, it's easy to be like, oh, a vegan festival. Right. Mm-hmm. But nine years ago. People were probably like, good luck with all that. But to see 10,000 people, I mean, I feel like you guys have really tapped into that cultural zeitgeist, like the whole, like, this is really what people are looking for these days.
6: Yeah. Uh, the re- the success of Eat Drink Vegan comes from some hard work, but probably comes more from the meeting up where when we started was kind of the beginning of the vegan, f- not only... the 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 restaurants but the community and and, and there is a very supported supportive uh, uh, community that will go to pop-ups that will go to any type of vegan event so and and that's not that's not going to get us to 10,000 people Mm -hmm. right so there is this core but it's that's also where, like, it's a beer festival, it's a kombucha festival, it's these other things, and then we're, we're trying to make it the, the best food festival. You know, at some point, we had to get away from, we're going to be the best vegan food festival.
4: Yeah. I mean, vegan is good for marketing, but at some point, you got to know that anyone who shows up is going to have a good time, and I think when you look at things like Impossible Burger, and what's going on with the whole, like, plant-based quote-unquote meat, uh, and getting away from just tempeh or yeah. wheat gluten, things like that, you know you're going to get good food.
6: Yeah, the food, the, the level of food that we're doing, and we're able to invite Shake Shack. You know, it, so that's the other thing with, right. with the festival growth is now we're able to go to a brand like Shake Shack and say, you know, do you guys have a, a, a veggie burger or a vegan burger? Oh, we can't tell you that right now, but the timing looks good. And so obviously, so did you just tell me you're launching a vegan burger? I'm not really sure. I
4: just asked if you could show up <laughs> and you really answered with more information. I mean, part of the exciting thing about this is that you had uh, like limited drops, which you're not seeing so much in like the fashion world, things like that, but exclusive only to this place and location, mm-hmm. um, which is one thing if it's a t-shirt, which you could get and then wear for forever. But for something like food, mm-hmm. you really make it like a must-go event. Um, I know that Modern Times and mm-hmm. Donut Friend, did like a crazy vegan donut beer mashup, right?
6: Yeah. That, that. So that is one of the things. Across all of our Coachella or whatever festival we do, a Seca Weekend, um, th- this idea of something exclusive in the food category has become very popular. And we were sitting around at Modern Times down the street and uh, we wanted to do some type of collaboration. They were open to it. Um, there's a lot of legal things that I'm not... It's not an eat, drink, vegan collaboration, although
4: it did premiere
6: it did and it might have come out of someone's brain that was associated with a drink vegan but i had a relationship with mark from donut friend and is one of the stars of what's happening in plant-based right now i mean mean, those donuts are incredible yeah they they they're just great donuts they're just
4: great donuts it doesn't don't i mean again great marketing that they're vegan yeah doesn't matter it doesn't matter so it was
6: you know Friends with the vegan brewer over at Modern Times. It happens to be vegan. It was like, let's do there I'm like, what's happening in beer? And so that's kind of where the conversation started. And it was this whole thing about um, pastry stouts. And then it was like, well, what if we did a donut? And then it was putting those two together. And then and then it was like, okay, well, we have donut beer now. What if we gave that beer back to the donut guy? And he made a, a beer donut from mm. the donut beer. And then... And I was sober, by the way. Uh, then it was, well, what if we take that donut that he made from the donut beer and we gave it back to Modern Times because they have a restaurant and they made a burger from it. Mm. So we had a donut beer that turned into a donut beer donut that turned into a donut beer donut, donut burger. burger.
4: Yeah. And what was the burger?
6: Uh, it was Beyond beyond beyond, beyond
4: Meat. Me. Um, you know, part mm. of... What I loved about this festival this year as well is that you also brought wellness into this. Because um, obviously, as we just mentioned, you can be vegan without being healthy. But essentially, you went uh, beyond the festival and you partnered with Seed Food and Wine. Yes. Uh, for those who are not familiar with them, who are they and what was the partnership?
6: Yeah, so they launched about four years ago, two ladies, Michelle and Allison. And they looked at at South Beach Food and Wine and say, said, how can we replicate this really high-end culinary experience with the addition of wellness and, and mindfulness. And, and, and so they took that and they launched it about four years ago in Miami. I was able to go down there. It was how I see, they don't say the word vegan, they say plant-based, but it was how I see that whole thing. It was very modern. It was a very modern take on on the vegan lifestyle. They had the biggest chefs down there. You walked into these. This Beautiful restaurants and it was packed and they had these great dinners that they put together and then they they had this grand tasting And they had this run and this yoga and it was just like, okay, I'm bringing together 10,000 people For one day. Is there more that I could be doing Mm. with this platform
4: right more than just being like hey Instagram fodder Right, Like how do we extend this like how do you take a seed from this festival and germinate it into your life.
6: Right. And so I saw that with, with what Seed was doing, Seed Food and Wine. And it was a, um, a South by South, Southwest style mm-hmm. two-day summit at the hotel where we had Moby Speak and Kathy Freston and, and you know... The, some of the leaders in, in, in the kind of the cookbook space, um, and, and and brought them and had them speak and do workshops. And then we had a grand tasting, we had an art and fashion show. We had a five K run the morning of, of E D V. We actually work with this other company called Drunken Lotus that we're partners with. Mm. And and they as the festival opened, people walked in and there was 75 people doing yoga and wine tasting at the same time so you you and we drunken lotus happens all the time um you can you get there you you go into a pose you do your first couple things and then you go into a resting pose and you look up and the sommelier takes over the microphone and is like in front of you is a Amazing. And then that you take a couple sips, you enjoy it, then you go back in, you do a couple flow things, and then and then you come back and you look up and there's another wine ready. So that. we're like pairing that experience together.
4: And it's fun because it shows like it doesn't have to be all like a separation or too serious or where if you're gonna have your health, you can't have no, your No, you wine. can have it all. You can have it all. So um, next year's ten years. Yes. Assume it's coming back. Yes. How do you plan a ten year? Anniversary. Oh
6: my God I yeah, uh, yeah.
4: Uh, I know you just wrapped, you're like two weeks out from the last one it's, but, uh, but have you, you know, I think do you have we, like one thing in your mind like if we had ten years, I've been wanting to do this one thing no,
6: it's funny, you don't you just get to ten years yeah you know it, it i i I think we really look at this year and say what what worked and what didn't, and I think there were there were a lot of things that did work, and i I think we just add on to those and uh and we put the number 10 on it. That's a big thing I've been working on, is just putting the number 10 there.
4: It's a great thing. <laughs> you know, 10 years is sort of unfuckable with. You know, like that is it's like, hey, we're, we've been here for 10 years.
6: Yeah. 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 And there's a lot, you know, that's what the, the vegan festival space uh, has taken off. There is a vegan festival somewhere across the country every single day. Of Happening the year. this weekend. Happening this weekend. And uh you know, it, it, good for them. I, you know, our focus is, is again, not to be the biggest or the best f- vegan food festival. We're going for this is the best food festival and food and drink festival that, in the country. And and it happens to be plant-based. And, and that's what I push to all my people that I work with. I uh, push myself on it. And that's when we deliver an experience that's like nothing else out there.
4: Awesome. Well, listen, we're going to take a quick break going to come back, talk about the second year of Arroyo Seca, which I am very, very excited about. Uh, went last year and had an absolute blast. We have a song from the archives here on Snacky Tunes on heritageradionetwork.org. Out of line. Ooh, out of source. Out of time.
7: Ooh. Do you know Where and why Over the garden wall I'm waiting in the second stall I want to see the boy alone I wanna see the boy alone, history that you can roll on the fence and in the window cyclone. You look like that, you lens like the rest, but you, you look like that, you lens like the rest. Background. You look like that, you're just like the rest of the
4: welcome back to Snacky Tunes. We are sitting with Nick Adler, festival director at Golden Voice, and we are so excited to be talking about the return of Arroyo Seco. Went last year, went both days, saw Weezer do an awkward cover of Hey Ya. With
6: with their Guns N' Roses. With their Guns N'
4: Roses stuff. Uh, You know, their band, I will forever love the band that they were in the 90s, and they still always get a pass, but that was... That was tough as a big fan.
6: <laughs> I, I, no comment. I, no. I stayed away. I, I saw it from afar and that's where I stayed.
4: I mean, I literally went that day just to go see that and it came out and I went, I've made a terrible mistake.
6: They looked like they were having fun though. Of
4: course. Of course. Um, so, we, you know, last year was a huge success. And, you know, it didn't even feel like year one. It felt like it was super dialed in. Um, you know, crazy uh, about... Tom Petty and Charles Bradley mm-hmm. playing on the same day, and then their unfortunate passing this year. Mm-hmm. But that sort of talks to capturing a moment, capturing sort of a vibe of that happened, uh, and it's so the type of festival that you created where you could see that in one day, um, along with great food and great drink and everything like that. Um, but sad, the sad and yeah, crazy. Yeah,
6: that was. I mean, obviously unexpected. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if I would have felt any different, you know, about both artists. I, I saw both shows um, and they both were as special as they could have been. So I if, mean, it if was... someone would have told me that you're not going to see these two artists, obviously I'd have some effect on me, but those shows were that for me. Like I, that was, that's how I wanted to see Tom Petty. That's how I wanted to see Charles Bradley. So for those to be... Um, my experience, I, uh, you know, I, it w- I wouldn't have changed if someone told me you, you wouldn't see these people
4: again. I know. I mean, that was the last time for me for both of them, which was heartbreaking. Mm-hmm.
5: Uh,
4: but beyond that mm-hmm. year one, how did you feel a year later looking down now to launch year two?
6: Yeah. So I think we had, we had about two years that we worked on year one and, um, you work in a two D a two D environment. <laughs>
4: yeah. This looks great on paper, guys.
6: Yeah. So you know, and and, and that works for most festivals. Um, Coachella is put on on polo fields, very flat rectangular surfaces, um, warp tours, other festivals. Mostly you're dealing with some type of rectangle or something and it's pretty flat Um, yeah
4: you can see one corner to another corner
6: so when you when you do something on a golf course like we've done with the Royal Seiko it's it's very interesting when you start putting things in place and then you're like huh that seems a little tighter than I thought it was on paper (laughs) That, that are you sure let's measure that again well yeah that's right oh and then let's add some people that will interact with the space however they feel like yeah. it, right? And then you're like, well, I didn't think people were going to stand there. Yeah. Or, There's no way that somebody was going to put their blanket in front of the stage. I would never do that.
4: Yeah. Um, it's a very blanket-heavy festival yeah, in a good way because it's very family-based and it's, very, it's a little bit of an older crowd.
6: Yeah. Uh, and, and I, you know, good or bad, I, I spent most of my – time talking about how great it would be to bring your blanket with your kids he and did. sit under the tree although
4: with a picnic basket with
6: a picnic basket but what ended up happening was a bunch of those people went right to the main stage and decided to just line their blankets up and and then so then you see that and you're like oh okay I, w- I wasn't expecting that but of course when the headliner goes on They're going to roll their blanket up. and No, sir. uh, No, that didn't happen either. No,
4: there was definitely a lot of uh, people sitting on blankets during Tom Petty. Or their blankets, it was people in a sea of their own blanket.
6: Yeah. And I was like,
4: oh, I want to get closer, but it's five people and five blankets, which means I'm 60 feet back.
6: Yeah, it was a, again, you know, you work in a 2D environment. And you've never put people in the space. You learn really quick about... Some things and and so
4: do you have regulation blankets this year? We we
6: we definitely have no blankets beyond this point. Signs, interesting, Um, which is great. Yeah, we don't want to tell people where where they should go because I think that it's important to have that feeling. Is you found your space? Cause that's a good feeling where you're like, oh look at that tree. Yeah, I got it. You know, and then okay, this is where we're gonna be. Grab the food. Let the kids run around. Yeah,
4: because, hey, we're at the the tree with the V all day. Yeah, and go that, and that's what it should come be. Back.
6: And and so we just made areas that you can't put your blanket. Fair and, enough. Fair is fair. And and that was one of our you know something that we needed to correct. It 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 it, it, it was stressful on people and and festivals should not be that.
4: Now, what were people's reactions? From last year uh,
6: for, for the most part um, they really enjoyed it um, it was the kind of music they wanted to see the, the food was the kind of food they wanted to eat the the pacing and and I, and I, I talked about it a lot last year and, and still think it's very important um, that one of the big differences between this festival and, and a lot of other festivals um, is is the pacing meaning, you can watch the whole set if you want to. You know, you don't have to leave with 15 minutes. Because right. you know you need to... It takes 10 minutes to get to this stage. So you don't miss 15 minutes of that act. So there's a little more spacing between that. the acts. There's only three stages. Um, you Some of the music is passive. And I don't mean any disrespect to any artist that's playing. But it's as good... Um, 200 feet away on a blanket as it is for the person that's sweating and holding on to the barricade at the front of the stage yeah. You know, it, it, we're trying to create an environment where you can festival as you wish and we're not telling you that you have to see every act or we're not telling you to see any acts at all, You know, we're really just trying to create a place that you can find your own timing and you're not forced into a, a certain way of moving around the site
4: now, in planning for this year, you have two lineups you're curating, mm-hmm. both the food and the music. Yeah. Um, the music curation this year is one of the most eclectic, between genres, decades, mm-hmm. uh, sort of vibes that I've seen in a long time.
6: Yeah, I think I think festivals are about discovery, and and. I think the difference with this festival might be this year with this lineup is rediscovery. Yeah. And, um, and, I, and I, I think that's part of what we're doing at Arroyo Seco. It's part of like bringing your kid or, or, you know, bringing a group of friends and, and reconnecting. Um, for me, when Violent Femmes goes on.
4: You took it out of my mouth. You took it out of my mouth. When it came out, I was like, oh my God. How did I forget about this band? Mm-hmm. And I put it on, and I was what? Did it just? You just
6: went back, right? I
4: went back. CD player. Little girl on the cover. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And uh, just, I was there. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. That was. We picked Sunday because one, we could only get a babysitter for one day, <laughs> but Alanis Morissette. Violent Fens, Irma Thomas. Yes, it, but anyway, I'm sorry. I no, just, no, no. I, you, of all the bands you picked, that was the band because there's just
6: again rediscovery. It's it's I, I can't tell you the last time I heard an Alanis Morissette song, but when she goes on and hits you with four or five songs in a row, you're gonna have so many emotions and so many throwbacks, and and I think that's okay at this at this. It's okay at any show, but I think again. There's, there's discovery on the show, but there's probably more rediscovery.
4: Yeah, I mean, when Broken Social Scene played last year, mm-hmm. I had not seen them in quite a while. And I think the next week or so was a very deep dive into mm-hmm. them just on repeat. You yeah. know, just it was great. Um, and the lineup, both days, I mean, obviously, if you can go both days, go both days. But each day offers the equal sort of mix of, you know, you have Neil Young as the headliner on Saturday. Uh, But and with Bell and Sebastian and things like that, you know, and Jack White, which is Mm -hmm. crazy, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, and Jeff Goldblum, which was an absolute trip last year. Well,
6: we, we,
4: if you, if you, if you've never seen him play, I recommend.
6: Well, you know, people, when we first booked him, it was like, don't take, you know, let's not take ourselves too seriously that we can't book Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. And then as -hmm. we were booking this year, we were like, Let's not take ourselves too seriously that we can't book him again.
4: I mean, he was amazing. It was packed.
6: Yes. Also, we he, actually made we actually made that tent bigger this year because of how packed it was for Jeff Goldblum.
4: I mean, listen, if not that, I have to say that you need to be at the start of any show, mm-hmm. but to get there and see his like pre-show, start of show banter, mm-hmm. you, you got to see it because he is just like.
6: Oh, he was doing. It was more. It was. It truly was a show. Oh, it was a show. Right. It wasn't like a band playing. It wasn't an artist playing. It was f- beginning to end, entertaining, very funny. Uh, he's one of the most charismatic people up up on that stage. He he owns you for that 45 minutes.
4: It. It's great. Um, so the music is awesome. I mean, you could go there, not have a bite of food, which would be dumb, but you could go there just for the music alone. I think the lineup is equal to any sort of, like you said before, the Drink, Vegan. Just a good music festival, yeah. You know, but the great thing about this festival is you have incredible food. Um, I definitely overate last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt good about it. Um, had a lot of beers to wash it down, and this year's lineup is no exception. Um, how did you curate this year?
6: Yeah, I, I would love to take full credit. As uh, I would love to take full credit for the uh, music lineup, but I can take. Uh, partial credit in in both, but but by no means full credit. Uh, I I work with an amazing person on actually on on all of our festivals. Her name's Lizzie Stadler. Shout out. And uh, she is in charge of the food and beverage on all the festivals besides Coachella and Stagecoach, which she works very closely on both of those with me. But she actually does all the curation for our our other festivals, and and we 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 talk a lot of what is what what should be on Arroyo Seco and you know it it is very much like Paul when he books his lineups for Coachella or whatever festival Panorama or Arroyo Seco what is the theme this year what are we trying to say about our festival um, where where you know all, all the different things that you think of as a music lineup and, and, and Lizzie and, and myself we sit down and we do the same for our food lineup and and we want we want there to be discovery. You know, we almost look at it like that poster. Like, we got those headliners. Sure. There's no doubt that that Friedman and and John and Vinny, you know, huge, you know, maybe Calmar.
4: That's your Robert Plant. Right. That's your Lance Morris set. Uh, right. Of course.
6: Of course, and then and then you get down and and you get a little the uh, brook with you know playa. Although I, most people should have already been there, but yeah. playa provisions.
4: But Brutus Los Plamas, which is way outside of L.A. And that's what
6: Lizzie's. You know, she's yeah. going. She, I'm like, what? And she's like, no, like. Dude, those Brutus are no joke. Yeah, the, you know, and the, the 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 vegan is like, huh? And she's like,
4: no. No, but they have a vegan one that's the spiciest thing I've ever had. Oh, well, I'm getting that. It blew me. Like, I ate it when I was at Smorgasburg, and by the time I got home, I felt like uh, either aliens, you know, or like that thing where there's a light popping out of yours. I
6: need that, but I don't probably need that on Saturday. Um, No, that's like a
4: Sunday. That's a Sunday. I'm out of here. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, in addition to, uh, having a great character, you're also doing sort of like these like limited drops here, like Friedman's is doing that, uh, pastrami crunch wrap, which looks, I mean, obviously when I hear that, I'm like, I want to go to the festival so I can get that.
6: Right. Well, and I, and I think we want to create that same excitement around food as you are for violent femmes. So, you know, you start, you start pairing these things up and before you know it, you have three or four must haves. And that kind of shapes your timing of other things around the festival. Um, w- you know, one of the things that's that's new this year is um, we went and we we got a last year it was our festival librarian. Yeah. So with the with our book program, which was Ver- great with Romans, which is coming back um, this year, we got a. I don't really love the word mixologist, but I don't know what another word would be. But we got a festival mixologist with Jason Eisner over at Block Party. Amazing, and uh, he's just so inventive. Uh, 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 how he goes about thinking and creating these cocktails, and, and we we just. Felt like we needed just one person that, that was really focused on all the different things that are happening. All these different bars and making sure that there were these cocktails that were memorable. Um, and then um, Domain LA is coming back with the wine program again. Which is awesome. Um, Love
4: yeah. Domain. Dangerous to go in there. Oh, yeah. Real dangerous.
6: Dangerous for your pocket.
4: Real dangerous. And it's good prices, but it's always like, yeah. oh, look, they have yeah, a bottle
6: more. of Morgone. Oh, yeah, no, one okay. more. One more.
4: Now um, – Before we run out of time, you know, we've talked about the food, we've talked about the music and the library, but the thing that's also crazy is that the NASA Jet Propulsion Laboratory is going to be there. What are they doing there? How did that happen?
6: So... Arroyo Seco, we try to take pieces of Pasadena because we want, you know, we want you to come, go to this festival. We want you to eat well. We want you to enjoy music. We want you to discover, experience, but we want you to leave with a little piece of Pasadena. Awesome. And so, those embedded in all those different categories um, is something unique to Pasadena. And Rafi, our art director, um, is tasked with stay in Pasadena. <laughs> Like go find your art, go find those experiences within Pasadena. And he's like, I'm running out of ideas and we're pushing back over there. And he came back and and and, and JPL is such a big part of, of, of Pasadena. And he's like, I went to JPL. We're gonna do something big, we're gonna do huge. We're gonna do a intergalactic travel agency. And I'm like, What? Like and and with Rafi I've learned to
4: trust Trust the process.
6: Yeah, that like if I say what that makes no sense, then he nailed it. Yeah. Like so last year it was like, We're gonna put this red tube that's gonna run up the arroyo and people are gonna look at it and be totally confused and that's gonna be awesome. And I'm like, Okay. Okay. And and it, it was pretty it cool. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I don't know what it is, but uh, everyone stopped and, and looked at it and talked about it. So with JPL this year, um, they have uh, a huge activation on site. They're going to try to transport people from the Arroyo to Jupiter and Mars. And, and you're going to get on a, um, a spaceship and take off. And they're going to sell you on a, on a hotel on Mars and what it's going to be like and what the atmosphere. And so we're using this concept of, of travel agency, how you go through a book and you're like, where am I going to go this summer we take the, we did that same thing or we didn't. It's like JPL. total recall. Yeah, it's a little bit like Total Recall. I keep that comes to mind all the time when you yeah. talk to me about it. Um, but it's okay to you know one of the things we've been able to do with food at our festival is take you out of the festival for a minute. Yeah. And and most people are like, why would you do that? That they're there to be at that festival. Well, there's something about being reintroduced to the festival when you're there. So you take a bite of something and it just takes you away. Or Violent Femmes goes on and they're playing Blister in the Sun and you left the festival for a second and you went back in time and then you open your eyes and you're like, I'm right here with all my friends. So um, art can have that same effect on people and that's what we hope to do.
4: Awesome. Well, I'm so excited. If people want to go, where can they go to get tickets and more information?
6: ArroyosecoWeekend.com. We have, you know, all the social channels and uh, tickets on sale. There's VIP, um, GA. Picnic? Picnic sing- this year? Yeah. So what we did with the picnic baskets that's different this year is they are available on site from the actual vendors. Got it. So in, instead of like coming to some booth, you don't know what it is. It's like, oh, uh, John and Vinny, I'm going to get their picnic basket. Got it. And Which is it, great. We, we thought that that was, uh, you know, we're we're learning. You know, one thing about festivals is you got to keep trying things that that you haven't done before and 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 you end up finding that they work
4: awesome well nick thank you so much for making time for us we'll see you at the festival we have a song from the archives on snacky tunes and a live performance here on HeritageRadioNetwork.org.
1: I'm Souther Teague of Moria Margo and co-host of The Speakeasy on Heritage Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by the Sexton Single Malt Irish Whiskey, a new and unexpected modern malt for the everyman. The whiskey is made from 100% Irish malted barley, triple distilled for smoothness in copper pot stills, and consciously aged for four years in Oloroso sherry butts. My favorite part about the Sexton is that sherry influence from those Oloroso sherry butts. They're the large sherry uh, barrels that have been used. Then the uh, the whiskey gets aged in them for four years, giving them this sort of nutty, almost savory quality. Um, The copper pot still makes for an extremely smooth finish. Um, I like it in a highball or just neat. Uh, Every time I have a sip, I I want another one. So, next time you're gathered with friends or posted up at your favorite bar, reach for The Sexton, the best selling Irish single malt in North America. You can learn more at TheSexton.com.
4: Super excited. Have three super, super talented women in the house. Psychic Twin, welcome to Psychic Tune. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to introduce yourself? Say what you do. Uh,
8: I'm Erin, I, I think. Thank you. Um, I'm um, the drummer, uh, playing the
4: electronic
1: drums here.
2: I'm Whitney, I play synth bass.
4: Nice. Well, thank you so much for coming. I really appreciate it. It's a beautiful day outside, so it's a little bit nicer than yesterday's disgusting I mean New York during those days um, so why don't you give us a little history about the band the project the love the passion
8: well um, I started playing like, twin in Illinois back in Illinois where I'm from and um, moved out here alone and kind of tried to, to keep it going with a couple dudes from back home for a little while it was tough
4: yeah, what made it so tough?
8: Well, they were in Illinois, and I was living oh. in Greenpoint.
4: And they're a bunch of dudes.
8: <laughs>
4: bunch of dudes. Bunch of dudes. Um, do you ever miss I Illinois? Uh,
8: do I miss Illinois? Yeah. I, I miss my family. Yeah. Um, I kind of miss the, I used to ride horses and like, open spaces. Miss that a little bit, but I, I'm happy to be living in New York.
4: Yeah, I mean, you could, yeah, they don't really like, people have a bug up their butt about riding horses in the city. Yeah, People, that's
8: a big thing right now with the carriage. Knock a
1: cop off one of the mounted units. Yeah. Go for it.
4: Yeah. And then ride from like Central Park down to work. It's about a pig. Just,
8: I should. I yeah. Could just gallop down to work and show up. In that would. Fashion. That would
4: definitely get on either. At least you'll, be, <laughs> yeah. you'll definitely get tased. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Um, so you moved to. How long ago did, have you been in the city? A year and a half. How do you feel about being in the city? How, how do you feel like you've. Settled a little bit Do you feel like I, I, A lot of people say It's the one year mark It takes you to sort of Get into a routine
8: it, it, I feel like it just happened For me in the last Couple months
4: D- Was there a defining moment
8: Um, I went to Toronto um, And okay. <laughs> I went to Toronto and, and I was gone For the weekend And I started to feel Homesick Ooh. And I realized That when I was Homesick I was really Really missing Greenpoint
4: Interesting and Where do you, where do you live In Greenpoint
8: I live right by McGlorek Park
4: Oh, I love that. Do you ever have a heavy metal bar over there?
8: Um ma- Matchless?
4: Maybe? No, Matchless. Actually, I actually don't even know the name of it, but it's just like this like old Polish bar. Uh,
8: oh, oh, the palace, right palace Cafe. right next to like bowler
4: park. Yeah. yeah, the
8: Palace. Yeah. Yeah, totally.
4: Yeah, it's great. It
8: looks like a like a Bavarian style like there's a Tudor Yeah. Tutor. Yeah. I don't
4: yeah. Know. Um no, I love Greenpoint. Where do you, are you I mean, so many great restaurants that open up over there, like Achilles' Heel, Alameda. Yeah, like I
8: love Alameda. Actually, my tattoo is from a coaster from Alameda. Wow. It's kind of
4: weird. Did they give you a free burger after that? Like, yeah, they did. Yeah, they did.
8: They were, I think, a little weirded out. My friend and I got matching tattoos.
4: That's, wow. I mean, how much time do you spend at Alameda, or did you just saw that design and you loved it?
8: Just saw the design and we loved it. But we we, we, we go there all the time. I uh. love Alameda. Um, River sticks I really like.
4: Uh, River Sticks is great. Yeah.
8: Five leaves, obviously. Five good, leaves. Good special joint.
4: Super special. Yeah, Greenpoint, really coming up. Tours, things like that, fantastic.
8: Yeah, Tours is awesome.
4: Do you cook a lot or do you eat a lot? I do. That?
8: I cook. I used to work in kitchens myself, actually. Okay. Worked on the line, all the stations.
4: Oh, Got Jamie, a knife bag. You looking for a
1: new, <laughs> new line chef? We're always looking for new cooks in New York. If anybody would like to come in and for a stage, we're always accepting you. Uh, I've heard that
4: that's the most desired position in New York. There are no line cooks in New York. be an
1: executive chef, right? I don't know. Just There's not a lot of line cooks. So there's a lot of restaurants.
4: Yeah. Uh, where did you cook?
8: Um, it was in Champagne. It was in Champagne back home. Champagne. Champagne, Illinois. Yeah, it was, every, a, it was a place called Luna. Uh,
4: every time I hear Champagne, I just think of that band Braid.
8: Braid. Yeah. They're my friend. Really? Yes.
4: Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I really, 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 really love Braid. Big
8: fan. Yeah, I saw American Football last night.
4: Oh, you did? Twice. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's just been Reunion City. Like, I went and saw Mineral oh, really? a, few week, a few weeks ago at Blood Brothers. Just You know who played last night? Who? VOD. Really? Yeah, that old Long Island, terrible grunge core, hardcore band. Dude, yeah. White Octave played like two or three weeks ago, which is like this post-hardcore. Anyway, but how was American football? Did they hold up?
8: Oh, yeah, they killed it. Yeah, they played
4: like four shows, right?
8: Yeah, they have another one tonight. They did, I think, three at Webster Hall. On a level of one.
4: one to thinking about going, how close are you to thinking about going?
8: I'm going to go see Generationals.
4: Oh, wow. There. Oh, and yeah. At
8: Webster Hall. I mean, sorry, they're playing at Music Hall of Williamsburg.
4: I got to say, New York, as of recent, has been killing it on the show front.
8: Yeah.
4: Uh, who did I see this week? I saw Cloud Nothings this week, and they, oh, cool. they were awesome. I like them. All right, enough about us name-dropping bands we went to the tears. <laughs> God. Listen to us. Oh, you see this tune? You see that band? Uh, you want to play a tune? You want to yeah. rock that tune? What yeah. do you want to play for us?
8: Um, we'll play one called "Stay Right Beside
4: You." Okay, cool. Uh, here is uh, Psychic Twin live on Snacky Tunes. Thanks for listening. very appropriate music for today thank you can I ask in a totally uh, I will say this in a non-sexist way do you find the, the difference what is the difference between playing in a band of all rad chicks versus like a mixed sex group band
8: man it's so much cooler
4: yeah that's it's what I thought. so much
8: better having it all be women
4: yeah from my point of view which is
8: um <coughs> there's just less ego <clears throat> um I don't know I
4: feel like I'm or just more room for yours
8: <laughs>
4: oh! Whoa. Ouch! No, I'm. Um, ca- I joke. You know, we kid because we love.
8: This is. I'm speaking generally here, but um, to be a, a female and to be like a leader and to be in charge of men is so it's kind of tough. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. But I don't know. I I found a lot of times the men that I worked with would assume, just assume a lot of things I didn't understand that you know that I didn't know how to do that. Um, I write everything and most of the guys that I worked with I, I don't I don't want to be a bitch I just uh, it's just to be I mean, like you didn't oh you didn't write that bass line. oh you didn't write those drums or somebody you know and I'd be like no man like no I did like I did that and after where a did while where think you
4: you found it I don't know I, mean, I think
8: that people assume uh, when you're a singer female singer that like some dude produced all your music and all your drums and you just like sang over it which is Totally cool. I have no disrespect for people who function that way. I've done that. It's it's great, but um, it's kind of a bummer, I, you know.
4: Uh, so let's talk about the latest EP, Two Visions. Mm. Uh, killer,
8: Thank killer you. EP.
4: Thank you. What was the writing process there? Where did all those ideas come from? Um, or I mean, I'm sorry, my fault. Who wrote that music for you? <laughs> This, this dude This dude This dude I was sleeping with Oh uh, sweet <laughs> That's really Yeah Alright well this has been Snacky Tunes And thank you no, Uh so, so where did Where did The visions come from For this The
8: visions Ooh um, Honestly I um, I went Through a divorce Right before I moved to New York
4: Gotcha And
8: um, Was Maybe gonna give up music In order to make Bad idea Make my life Function the way that it was Gotcha so I guess ultimately in my mind I was going through a real internal struggle as far as how to move forward, and I felt my life kind of splitting in half. So
4: Two visions. Yeah. Um, obviously you didn't stop making music. I didn't. What was the turning point to keep you on the path of doing this awesome thing?
8: <laughs> I started having panic attacks. Okay. And uh, ultimately realized that I was probably seriously suppressing my need to kind of move forward with this choice. And uh, move away from what I had going before.
4: So Yeah, you can't keep this stuff inside.
8: I guess I couldn't. My body physically told me no. So.
4: Was it one of those things where you are crying and then you started playing the keyboard and your tears <laughs> just stopped?
8: <laughs> they turned into rainbows. Oh. Uh, yeah.
4: <laughs> I should have known. That's it. That's actually in your bio. Yeah. I should have read that. It's in
8: the bio, the it's whole in rainbow, bio. rainbow tier thing.
4: Um so this direction, this new direction where you you had this uh, giant change and things like that did you find that it really changed the songs you wrote or let you go deeper or is it just a a, a fuller version of what you've already done
8: it got darker it definitely got a little darker
4: what's it like writing some dark songs
8: sad man
4: yeah but do you feel happier at the end no really yes so then you keep so you write a sad song because you were sad yeah and then you still feel sad and then you play these sad songs do you feel happier after you play the sad songs no Okay. I
8: don't think I get happiness out of it, but I feel like maybe I understand myself a little bit better.
4: So, you're, t- you're going through a few things right now.
8: Going through some stuff. That's cool. Yeah.
4: That's cool. It's cool. You're in New York. It's okay. Yeah, this is arguably, I know people, this is probably one of the best times of the year, and then the energy of the city as we march towards the holiday season. It's a blast. I mean, you were going to spot a pig, you see a lot of, probably a lot of nice tips.
8: A lot of nice tips.
4: People really start going from 20 to 25%. During the holiday season, it's one nice. would hope
8: it's a good place to work. It's really intense, but it's good. That burger, that burger.
4: Have you have you ever served um, Queen Bay and Jay Z? I
8: haven't. Uh, um, Kardashian though, Okay. and Kanye. Okay. Yeah, they were all right. That's all right.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was he a good tipper? Did he tip well? Yeah, I think so. All right. We can ask you the real answer off off the air. For yeah, you. we'll yeah. talk about
8: it later. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> um,
4: man, Kanye. And well, you. I'm sorry. He didn't get rich by tipping people. No. Yeah. Uh, let's hear another jam. <laughs> okay. Cool. What are you going to play for us?
8: Maybe um, Running in the Dark?
4: Yeah. Okay, cool. Running in the Dark. Psychic Twin, here we go again live on Snacky Tunes. <laughs> so <laughs> Super sweet, super fun. Um, was that a depressing song because it sounded very happy?
8: Um, it, it, it's a sad one, yeah. Okay. Lyrically.
4: Lyrically, it's sad, but the beat, the beats, the beats, uh, upbeat.
8: Yeah, I like to dance.
4: Yeah. I like I, to dance a lot. Sometimes when I'm sad, the only thing that makes me happy will be dancing.
8: Yeah, I I I'm the same. Yeah. Just like kind of weirdly dance around.
4: I mean, do you just like peel out from spotted pig, go hit Meepa?
8: You know, just go to output.
4: Go to output. Oh man! Just
8: feel it. Just for a feel while. it.
4: Just just feel the vibe. Feel the vibe to the sun sunrise comes up, right?
8: I've done that before. I mean, have you?
4: Uh, yes. <laughs> I can't even lie. My reputation precedes me, but yes, I've seen I've seen one or two sunrises in my life,
5: which is <laughs> one or two. I get up that early too.
3: Yeah.
4: Well, it's funny because I actually I I play squash in the morning and so during the winter I see a lot of sunrises um, it's very different getting up than instead of staying up staying
8: up yeah different, yeah. different, different feeling I stay up late all the time because the pig is up until 4 in the fucking morning so.
4: oh yeah what about that mix of uh, you're out you're up and people are getting up on their way to work and that crossover yeah, I always feel like they look at me and like, they know that I've been like a they bad know. person yeah they're like what been, have like, you been up a, to I've been a total scumbag
1: yeah, but we look at them and go, I know you don't
4: have any fun. Yeah. Exactly. Well, actually, so when I used to do production work, every once in a while, I would be I would be getting up early. Um, and my favorite thing would be to see, like, guys, like, on the street corner trying to close deals with girls at, like, five in the morning. Yeah. And just as suave <laughs> as he thought he was in his mind at the time, like, it's just such a sloppy, like, like yeah. it's, uh, it's not going to happen. It's
8: not going to. Well. Maybe sometimes, though, actually. Hey, man. If they're both on the same place, yeah, on you know, the same place.
4: Just need, just we need one yes. Just Take
8: need one ninety-nine yes. no's, you
4: know.
5: Ninety-nine <laughs> uh, time.
4: So, what's up? What's coming up for you? Are you hitting the road? Um, writing more music. What are you doing?
8: Well, the the partnership between Rosanna and Whitney and I is just—it's pretty new, it's still developing. So right now we're kind of just. I feel like we're falling for each other. Yeah. Right now.
4: <laughs> are you falling in love?
8: Falling in love. Yeah, like. we're falling in love with each other right now. Um, spending a lot of time together. Where we just had our first show together at Um Cameo Gallery.
4: First off, shout out to Jiffy and Evan. Those Jiffy guys are the and best.
8: Evan, yeah, those guys are so awesome.
4: Um, how was the show?
8: It was fantastic.
4: How awesome is that paper installation? well technically it's not paper but I will forever call it paper it's so
8: cool it's so cool the, the, the sound is good it looks good in there
4: they've done such an amazing job it used to be very less than stellar really? and now it's an amazing it's amazing
8: my, venue. it might be my favorite place
4: yeah it's honestly. so intimate and the like sound's it sounds good and it's right in the hood
8: yeah it's super cool I love playing there we have a couple we have a bunch of shows coming up we have some shows for CMJ
4: Oh, we're um,
8: opening for Sylvanesso and in Philly. Ooh, playing, where are you playing in, in Philly? Boston. Um, Union transfer. transfer.
4: Shout out to Sean Agnew.
8: Yeah, Sean
4: Agnew. R Five Productions.
8: Um, yeah, we're playing in in Boston, and um, we're just kind of trying to to go nuts. We really want to go on tour and and just.
4: Do you come back from Boston to New York right after you play?
8: Um, this will be our first time. I think we're gonna stay. Okay, right? we're gonna stay.
2: Rosanne and I went to college in
4: Boston, so we have lots of friends oh. Out there. Oh! Yeah, they both went uh, to Berkeley School. Maybe. Oh, I went to BU. Oh, cool. yes.
2: Yeah.
4: Are you fans of Ana Um Back yeah. in the day, yes.
2: Amy?
5: Many a drunk time at Ana Yeah. <laughs> about
4: El Pilon? Remember I remember El Pilon. Um, El Pilon is way better. Remember it, remember it had that crazy fire? Mm-hmm. It and then down, it, it burnt down? It I remember stumbling upon El Pilon walking near the Fenway and being like, what is this magic? <laughs> um, I think that's what El Pelon means. It's the magic. It actually means the the bald, bald person. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, but you are close. Oh, close. The close. I was super. <laughs> what cl- is this magic? <laughs> that's it's I so good. Awesome. Uh, it's uh, I'm, It's a. It blows my mind. That's the only thing that Boston has over New York, is its its uh, burrito game, Mexican. I don't game.
3: know. Danny brought it at lunch at Mission Cantina.
4: Yeah, but. You can get a burrito in New York for half the price. I mean, in Boston for half the price. The Cantina burrito is a pricey burrito.
3: I can't argue about that.
4: No, you can't argue about that. It's I great. I just don't
7: remember the price. So I don't it's great.
4: It's great. It's a fantastic but one. But it's worth it. I heard that there's this other, this mission style called Brooklyn Burrow, which is like at this pop up at Don Pedro's.
5: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
8: That's yeah.
4: supposed to be legit. I have, I've had a Don
5: Pedro's. Beer.
8: A couple of those. Yeah. Very good.
4: Do you think we ever cook together? Do you ever get together and do a little Esperanto cooking?
2: We have have once before. We need to. It's it's coming. It's it's Aaron and I only
8: live a block away from each other, so it's It's going to happen.
2: How
8: did you? We drank together.
4: Oh, yeah. That's for sure. That's for sure. sure. Had you three Um, meat? Had you all.
8: Do you, do you what tell it, do you want? Can you tell us, do you tell, <laughs> tell, tell, tell them it. least
4: clean version you have.
8: Okay. Well, it's not uh, so dirty. It's just a little dark. That's all.
2: I I was in a band uh, with my boyfriend at time. Empty um, the band was Empty Chairs. Oh yeah. And um, Aaron lived with uh, Aaron lived with Peter, the Empty Chairs member. Um, but um, he recently passed away three oh. months yesterday. Actually. Sorry. And um, so after he passed, we kind of all just grouped together, and um, Aaron asked me if I wanted to be in the band. Rosanna's been my best friend for 11 years, so it all kind of just, like, worked out. Yeah,
4: Yeah, and
8: it's pretty amazing. Peter was playing bass with me before. Yeah, so
2: I kind of took over his parts. really, really,
8: a really, really special thing that happened from something this been pretty tough for
2: us everybody. there's a silver lining for everything yeah. I feel like
4: you know yeah I hear you well that's great that you two have found each other and making music yeah that sounds happy but it's also sad <laughs> which is a tough <laughs> balance yeah. it's it a tough balance uh, well I want to make sure that we have enough time for one more song but where can people find your music
8: um, you can find it on Spotify
4: beautiful you can find
8: it on iTunes guys nice. um we released uh, a, a seven inch on polyvinyl
4: shout out to polyvinyl yeah I love brave. polyvinyl.
8: yeah brain yeah and, um hopefully label mates more future stuff
4: coming oh uh, maybe music maybe you can put out a uh, three-way split with them in Aloha.
8: <laughs> I, lo- <laughs> I could talk to those guys about
4: that hey guys listen uh
8: let me to get you some autographs
4: I mean, look, if you can get me, like, an autographed xylophone key, I'm not going to be mad at that. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll see
8: what I can
4: do. <laughs> and then Instagram is Psychic Twin.
8: Yeah, Instagram how's,
4: how's your Instagram game? Oh, I'm on it. Yeah?
8: I try to keep it really focused on music. Okay. So I went a little off for a while, and then I, like, had this deleting spree where I was like, why the fuck's my personal life on here? So I got rid of that stuff and just, I don't know. I, I try to post a lot of music-related stuff. Yeah? And drunk moments on occasion.
4: And those sometimes are one and the same, right? Yes. A uh, lot.
8: For me, unfortunately.
4: Awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, well, <laughs> people in New York should check him out at, during CMJ. Yeah. Um, which is still fun, CMJ. Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. It's still happening. It's, uh, hey, yeah. CMJ, still happening.
8: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like South By.
4: Still happening. Oh, South By is, I mean, even though that's its own thing, it's CMJ's, I mean... Uh. CMJ is, it's like slowly, it's like a slowly sinking ship. Yeah,
8: they're, they're two different beasts, but, you know, Scott well,
4: Yeah, and I want to thank Jamie for coming by, and thank you for the salami. Thank you. And uh, check out his restaurants in New York and Boston. And then we are off next week because it's New York Food and Wine. We'll be DJing at Dale Talbot's Dim Sum Party at Budokan on Sunday, Ooh. which is always super fun. And then if you are around tonight, please come by Craig Murphy, Murphy's 8th Annual Memorial Fundraiser. We'll be raising a lot of uh, money and having some drinks and remembering our friend uh, who was always laughing and sleeping on our couch. Um, he was the best. So what's the last song you're going to take us out with?
8: It's called Strangers.
4: Okay. Well, thanks so much. We'll see you in a few weeks. Shout out to everybody. and uh, Oh, and uh, happy 65th, 65th birthday to my dad, which was this past Friday. Aww. Yeah. They That's just went to they they just went to New Orleans and just ate their faces off.
8: My parents that are in New awesome. Orleans right now.
4: We have a lot in common. We're
8: celebrating their 40th anniversary.
4: Really? Yeah. That's a, bea- a beautiful city to do it in. Yeah, they're
8: having
4: fun. Just go, just hang out, fall in love, look at some Spanish moss. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks again. We'll see you real soon.